Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco, your favorite bar with awesome... Yeah, you know what time it is. It's Wednesday. It's high noon. It's time for the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Here we are. Hanging out with you. Yes. Latoya the Sheriff of Truth is here. She has brought a friend. I believe his name is Steven, if I remember correctly. My rememberings are not very clear today. But, here we are in the AltaCast. Uh, we're right before the festival. It starts this Friday. That's in two days. If you are a listener and you live in San Francisco, please, please just come uh, come to the festival. Buy some tickets. They are online. There are easy links on our website, mutinyradio.fm. We got some press yesterday in the Examiner. That was exciting. I hope it means people will come. I need to look and see if more tickets have sold. But hey, go out there and get some tickets. I I'm I'm stoked. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, our buddy from Athens, Greece, is flying in today. Tisha touched down on the ground about one o'clock, and he's going to be the the art on the walls. We've got all the new art ready to go. The artist. Oh, Matthew Quirk is here. That's exciting. Hey, come on in, Matthew Quirk. He's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Twenty. Can I crash your party? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What are you? Uh, what are you doing today? Nothing. You live in van. This is van life. A little bit of nothing. Well, this was part of my plan to hopefully be doing this because I happen to have no work today. Oh. I just jacuzzied. Oh right! You took the, a you took a shower at the twenty four hour. An actual like jacuzzi for like a half hour just to be like. Do 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 do. When I lived Fancy in an apartment, I did not have a jacuzzi. But now that I live Who in a van, a I have a jacuzzi and a pool. It's hey van life, baby. Latoya, the sheriff of truth, is getting us coffee up at the corner. She brought her friend Stephen. He has all this filming equipment and stuff. I'm like, damn, filming equipment. Things is. Things are crazy. There she is. She's filming things. I, I is this a documentary? It's a documentary of Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. We got Quirk in the house. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Oh my God. Uh, last night it's it's noise pop right now, and so Bender's where I work. I've had to be there early and stay there late. Steve, you're in the way. And so last night I uh, I worked. And then drummer comedian Aaron Barrett was there, hanging out with uh, the drummer of um, of uh, Death Angel, Will Carroll, was hanging out. And then and then Aaron was like, "Let's go to my studio." And then we did. And then we sang karaoke. We sang. We just put on music and sang. And I sang and sang and sang. We had so much fun. And then I woke up this morning at ten forty-three a.m. and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm still alive." I remember looking at the clock last night and it said 2.37 and I was like, oh shit, 2.37? 
yeah so i think you unplugged me but it's okay i, I can i it's fine i can i can read the meters but anyways i was up i was up really late last night so it was it was crazy and that what a dumb thing to do right before the mutiny radio comedy festival to to stay up so late yeah, you need your sleep. Yeah, I know my my beauty rest. People keep saying that for the festival, they're like, "Why don't we twitch it? Why don't we put it on the Twitch? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we film the fucking radio?" It's like, why are we filming the radio? Look at you, you're filming the radio. I don't get it. It's I mean, 2019. We film, we film radio. Why now? do we want to film the radio? It's like I have a voice for radio. I clearly right now my face is. You have a voice for stage. I, you have a voice ooh. for film. All I know is that. I woke up this morning at 10.43 and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to make it in time. <laughs> I can do it. And uh, and I did. So here you we all it. are. Yay. Yay. Filming the radio. <laughs> Filming the radio. That <laughs> sounds the, like a guest. Man, if I had known, I'd have put my order in. <laughs> Filming the radio. Got me a double express. Um, Filming, Filming the radio. The radio. If you're, oh, there if you're you go. Talk, Copyrighted you to, by Pam to. Benjamin. <laughs> There's no copyright. Uh, Matthew Quirk, which show are you uh, hosting during the festival? Uh, for sure, I'm hosting the uh, um, uh, the Gen X versus Millennials Ooh, part. Nice. It's, uh, I believe, Monday at 7. Yeah. And I'm available. You seem to be, I don't know, had some dropouts or change of schedules. If you yes. host some comics here and there, yes. I could I could feed into some of those. Sweet. I um. So first I put that out on the Bay Area Comedy Network because I was going to try to get some bringers. And no takers, not a one. I like opened it up to the Bay Area Comedy Network. I'm like, hey, I need two hosts. Who wants to be a part of the festival this year? No one. No one. I'm like, I... And there's some motherfucking Wait, haters. What, think, what day? Oh, it's um the second show of the so I I need a host for Friday at <sighs> seven and and also the last day Tuesday at eight because I had some people that couldn't make it and I put it out to the whole group like hey who wants to be involved in this great thing and nobody said anything yeah. and well, I, I was like fuck well, you guys wait Tuesday the 5th right yeah Tuesday the 5th I'll be here are you cool well I just I want to like I wanted to like see if I could get Open some it up. bringers yeah. because that yeah. show hasn't sold any tickets there's a lot of shows there are some shows that have tickets sold some shows are almost sold out which is great two shows are almost sold out but hey. the, there are some that don't have any tickets sold at all and it's like and I've got all these people who are like part of it and they're like sending me messages and stuff and like being like well you know my show's at fri Friday at 10 o'clock it's kind of a weird time I'm like I wrote back I was like the setup is at 10 o'clock and Cheaper Than Therapy is at 10 o'clock and they sell out every single show. Friday at 10 is Friday prime at 10 time is prime. That's She has no yeah. tickets sold and I'm like... And not that people are bringers on the show, but I mean, I've done everything I can. At this point, I already had a nervous breakdown last Friday. So I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm like, there's, I'm fine. My friend is coming in today from Athens, Greece. I See? have to work tonight at, again at Bender's. It's noise pop. It's fun because there's bands and shit. But man... I just, I can't. I'm like, what happens, happens. If there's no audience, I tried my best. We got we had an article yesterday in the Examiner. If that doesn't That's, sell tickets, 
I don't know what sells that, tickets. That, that can help with the, like last minute pops and I stuff. I mean, well, there aren't. I need to check and see if there's any more sold. But I would hope that after being in the examiner, I don't know. I don't understand any of it. I don't understand the world. I don't understand life. I just had so much fun last night. Cause I act, I got to drink. I haven't drank it, so I love drinking. <laughs> like I fucking love drinking. I'm good at it, and I like <laughs> it. And I that's I mean and. Especially when you're respons- when you're a responsible lush, you're you know you know that you don't do whiskey after dark. No, I don't do that. I just well, also beer. you don't drive, you know. No, I, yeah. I have a car. Yeah. yeah. There's two local comedians that both got their second DUI, and one guy stopped drinking, and the other guy stopped driving. So those are two. Yeah. Totally responsible. You don't. You can only tell me once. But at that point, you like they remove your license with your second one, and then you have to go through the whole schmeal again to get it back. Yeah. Like you're, like you're 15. Well, it's it's really getting a DUI is like the worst. Um, yeah. Because I got one and I chose to just never drive again. That yes, they yeah, try to fuck totally you responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm like, I'm never gonna drive. Also, it opened up my personal economy, not having to have a car. Yeah. Like. It's, I can't even imagine. They are expensive to maintain, and this city ganks you on parking. And you you, be, you become stuck because it's like, oh, I have such a good parking space. I don't want to give it up because I won't nope. get it when I come <laughs> it's back It's absolutely later. true. That's and also, you're like, how hard is it to park in that neighborhood? Do I have to walk over like two hills to get to? It's not th- like it's like three blocks, but two hills. So you're like, I'm not going. They're the best parking I've found, this is, this is miraculous parking. It's in Bernal. I shouldn't tell the Bernal people secrets. It's on the backside of Bernal, and it they is. only have street sweeping every other Friday. It, it, yeah. Every other Friday, and then you, you don't have to pay them. Two weeks. You don't have to pay the meters on the weekend. No, there's yeah. no meters in Bernal. Oh, there are. Oh, on, not on, on the street. The people a, I know where they live. I'm, I'm the yeah. street. It's like I was like, you have street sweeping every other Friday. Yeah. What the kind of fucked up shit is this, lucky motherfuckers? Just don't park in Pam's neighborhood. Just don't oh, announce it over the radio. No, in my neighborhood, one side of the street is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Saturday and the other side is Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. No matter what you do, you have to wake up at 6 a.m. and move the goddamn car. Now, I don't do that because I don't have a car. So Jonathan has to do it and it's the bane of his existence. And sometimes he lords it over me. He's like, I've been awake since 6 a.m. and move the car. I'm like, baby, I don't want no car. I yeah. don't need a car. I, You're the one with a fucking car. I don't know what to tell at you. At one point, I moved into an apartment that had an option to buy a parking space downstairs. And my roommate was like, fuck that. I'll just you know, save the fifty dollars. I'm like, you ain't saving $50? shit. Fifty dollars? That's nothing. Right? I was like, you ain't saving shit because back then, like a, a street sweeping ticket was forty eight bucks, so oh. you miss one and Whoa. we broke like, even. And I'm like, for fifty bucks, I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, fifty. And bucks you've got to constantly be like, oh wait, where did I park? What's that day? Holy, <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. Uh, Steve, yeah, have, Steve, you have opinions about the city so far? Where you're from, Chicago? Yes. Rad. Chicago's got dibs. Chicago has no questionably housed people because I think it's too cold and they all froze. They do have them. They just yeah. They just have better shelter situations. They just spread out. It is too cold. That's 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 number one. They they have like they're not jammed between three bodies of water and a mountain like we are. (laughs) So they have more room to house people, and they've got like crappy neighborhoods where they they can buy like bulk area to be like this is the housing for you guys. Whereas every inch in this city is precious. I I've thought there's a there's a piece of the city that I want to I want to sort of commandeer, where um so you know on 
Van Ness where it sort of becomes Mission but it doesn't that little Otis Street and yeah. it's all fucked up yeah. and they're building that huge thing where the Goodwill used to be and now it's this like 13 story monstrosity well across the street was this little triangle and it's just rosemary bushes and I'm like I want to build a three story triangle house here and like <laughs> live right there at the crossroads and like I'm sure that they wouldn't the city would never let me do that but noisy I'd be great. You'd be in the center of the city. It's like you'd be at the crux of everything. And I mean, you could get hit by a car or something could happen. But That's, I was like, I wonder if you block two. Isn't that where like three streets come at weird yeah. angles? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It's probably a visual thing too. Like if we put something here, they like the accidents would go up. There's that ta- little small taqueria right there on the uh-huh, triangle, uh-huh. right there. Yeah. yeah, and you can do a U-turn. There's yeah. what is that? The place is um, it's owned. <laughs> I don't know why. I find there was that a. It was fun. it used to be owned by a comic. Um, what was his name? It's Sergio something. Nicola. Nope, nope. It was a guy from years and years and okay. years ago. But anyway. anyways, he owned it. I can't remember anything. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Oh, I wish old face would his name. call. Yeah. If I remember his name. If someone out there remembers the name and can call in. <laughs> yeah, they can call in. I'm just name. saying the phone number for fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, old Dumbface himself talked to me. He turned um, 35 on Monday. Ow. Yeah, so he was on a big six-day bender, and oh, so shit. we had like a text fest. Oh god! And it was fun though because uh, his girlfriend broke up with him. Wait, what? And, well, Skirt. yeah, I know it's crazy. But then she said terrible things, and then he did fat jokes to me all day, and I was like, you know, I'm not allowed to. You know, I'm not allowed to tell fat jokes, Steve. <laughs> but he told me so many but fantastic <laughs> so, fat jokes. She had two stomachs. She was Are you big, allowed to listen to girl. fat jokes? Yeah, she was a big, I guess she was a big girl. Oh man, she's and, one of the um, St. Charles hoes. She was a big girl. And so then <laughs> when she, That's where he lives. she said, she looked at, she looked through his phone and found some nefarious, not nefarious texts, just texts to a girl that he used to know. And he had been sort of talking to her again, but not in like a, any kind of sexual kind yeah, of Yeah, just like talking. And so the, the girlfriend person looked at his phone or whatever and then she was like you can go back to that girl some other girl you what your next girlfriend who doesn't you doesn't get any orgasms or she basically called him out and said that she never um had an orgasm with him and he was like cuz you're a bitch i can't find it he's like fucking a dump well, truck i don't know so he told me all these very fat jokes i said don't tell them to her I don't she's gonna she lives in Missouri she already wants to kill herself please 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 (laughs) don't say those things to her and so I said say them to me and so I have this great string of texts about like trying to find a clitoris on a fat girl is like trying to dig through a box of Cracker Jacks and find the one <laughs> peanut. Like, where is it? Okay, so first of all, she made a mistake by this is one thing you don't do, ladies. Do not go through the phone. Don't ever look don't, at anyone's phone. You're going to find something that you're not going to like and you're going to question. And that person could be innocent or guilty. Yes. But we're, I'm sorry, women are smarter than men. By women's intu- intuition, you don't have to look through the phone. Yeah. You don't have to don't look, look through people. Phone. Yeah. You already like, you know no. too much. If yeah, exactly. The, it's like going through someone's diary. Why would you right. do that? It's like, I would never. I would, But the thing is like, Jonathan, I go through his phone. I don't go through his phone because I don't understand smartphones. So I'm like, I don't even know where the texts are and the Instagramming. I don't know anything. He can't even Instagram. But <laughs> we have each other's passwords on everything. Like we, I, I mean, I'm an open book. I don't give a fuck if he goes through my email. Like I'm not doing anything. I, I don't. I mean, we have each other's. I have all his passwords. He has all of mine. I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me. But 
I don't know. I would, well, I want to. I want to go back to something earlier. Yeah. Uh, the insult that like you never gave me an orgasm. Why is that an insult to the guy when it's like, look, you, I kept on coming. You spent six years or whatever in this relationship right. without yeah. an orgasm. Who's yeah, the idiot who's here? The, like, exactly. I don't see why. That's. Well, I mean, <laughs> it takes two to tango, right? It's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. but. And I mean, she could have said something exactly before. right. And Poji's a sexy beast. Like I, I've never, we've never done anything that's never happened. We never even made out. Nothing's that, that ever. That you two blackout drunks can remember anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. But no, nothing. I, that, I swear to Christ, nothing's rated, ever, ever, I think ever it's been happened. Rated with G Poji. for you guys. It's been totally rated G. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm just, that never was an unfair even criticism, any, Pam. I take it back. Never met Makey Audi. Um, no, I, I I know blackout drunk stuff. So la- last night I hung out with drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, That's and nice. in his thing, and he's an ex. Nothing happened. We sang, we sang at the thing. We sang and sang and sang. Now if no, <laughs> see, and the cool thing is your dude now, Jonathan, isn't going to be like, why are you hanging out with him? Yeah, we're all good friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now yeah. Steve Poggi's fat ex girlfriend <laughs> probably would have been like, I don't, I can't I understand. Can't, I can't, See, that's called self-esteem issues. Mm. And that's what that is. And I can't stand broads like that. Not saying I'm sure. Uh, broads. I like broads. I like yeah. broads. I like broads. I'm not saying Steve Poggi is probably innocent, you know, because usually some dudes fuck up. But from what I'm hearing, she seems like she has a yeah. very low self-esteem yeah. to the point where that pushes people away. Yeah, you know, sure. you know. Hence the digging in the phone, and Dang she's trying to play detective all the time. That's some detective shit that just always back backs yeah. Well, if you go I, looking for shit, you're going to find shit. Of course you are. I mean, I tried to just- I tried to counsel him and say, okay, so what she did with all of that stuff is she was being really dramatic because she wants you to react in a dramatic fashion. She wants you to be like, I love you. I can't live without you. The yeah. drama is everything and I love you. And he's never going to do that. She wants so you like, to hit your mark and do your line. Right. Right. <laughs> but there's girls that are like, for whatever reason, and I used to be this way and I and so I can understand. Like, I used to have a script with my ex-husband and it was very annoying and now I know what it is and I can understand it. But I'd be like, I had low self-esteem and I always wanted to, him to give me compliments and so I'd be like, I look fat and ugly in this. And, in trying to garner from him the response of no of course you don't that's a ridiculous thing to say you're 123 pounds how could you ever look fat and ugly but he wasn't going to give me that script and it just got annoying we'd be like ugh and then I'd be like, why aren't you giving me the line? Line, like, ah! And so it would be... And I can't picture you as a... Oh, my God. In I my can't. 20s, I was so... I mean, I drank the, six Diet Cokes a day. Yeah. I just All I did was drink Diet Cokes. I was like, I'm not... You know, drinking that much Diet Coke actually makes you not skinny. It's bad for you. It's really bad for yeah. you. Yeah. And it makes you collect, like, weird other food particles in your body. Like, there's so many weird things in Diet Coke. It's black water that's bubbling and has no calories. What the fuck it is, is it? It's, it's There's NutraSweet. NutraSweet. Uh, it's like all it's chemicals. Chemicals. All and chemicals. I heard it, there's like some cancerous stuff in yeah. NutraSweet. It's got, well it's, I mean, I have kidney stones and I'm going to attribute, I attribute it 100% to the Diet Coke usage, rampant Diet Coke usage. In I used to 20s. drink it a lot in high school when I was bulimic. Were you bulimic I as was, a 20-something? I, I was in, right, diet? it was started when I was like 12. Okay, so this is funny. This is a funny story about bulimia. The reason I became bulimic was because of different strokes. And <laughs> I no, Dana serious, Plato's remember character. Dana Plato's character? 
on that fucking show, she eats a goddamn birthday cake or some shit, and then she throws up, and I watched that, and I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> that was a that's very a great special. fucking idea. A very special different so strokes. I, yeah, that's very special different strokes, and I was like, holy fuck, man, if I want to eat a birthday cake, I just got to vomit, I just got to throw it up. So wow, I kind of started. people are smarter than I am. Right? It's like, damn. <laughs> started doing I actually learned from Tracy Gold. Thank you, <gasps> Growing Pains. Tracy Gold, Growing uh, Pains. Tracy Gold, there was a very special Gold, uh, uh, Growing Pains. And her. actually, Tracy Gold had a movie about her bulimia. I remember watching that when I was a kid. And I was, I, I was pretty young. I think I was like eight or nine or something. And I'm like, this is really bad. Like, why is she gorging? And then, you know, flash forward my teenage years, I... I remember the first time I did it, and I thought, a very special episode of <laughs> Growing Pains, me and the toilet. Yeah. And it, it became a continuous thing through my 20s and what have you. That, But I stopped doing the Diet Coke by my 20s because I... I I guess I didn't like the taste anymore. And oh, plus, on top of that, I heard about the how it was really bad for you. But it was like a skinny girl's yeah. drink. Yeah, you know, it, was it was like, or cool. like if you if you're uh, anorexic or bulimic or a supermodel, you drink diet coke. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Over water, it, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's not water. really water, and that's what people try to replace. Yeah. It for. I had one incident when I was building above ground pools over the summer in New Jersey, and this guy had sodas for us. And sodas tasted good drinking, but it they did hot. nothing for your feel of thirst or no. whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this is, like, I don't want to be rude to this dude, but I, I was suffering all day. I was like, I can't, I'm never drinking fucking soda. It's hot. Mountain. It was hot outside believe. too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Mountain Dew is not 90 juice. 90 degrees, 90 humidity, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, over the summers in, in New Jersey. Yeah. All that sugar, man. Uh, when I, it's just funny, uh, as an adult now, sometimes if I am sick and I, I throw up and I'm in, you know, in front of the toilet, the way the toilet looks, it's so comforting because so much of my youth was spent in front of a toilet that like when I see the toilet in a certain way from that angle, like it reminds me of like, it's almost, it's like this nostalgic. Like, now, is this, oral, I, is this an oral repulsive thing or is it like an oh, anal? I can, no, um, no. I, it's, it's, it was because from when I was like 11 until I, I know, my but mid-20s, like, I just. What Freudian symbolism would go along with this? I just enjoy, I just, I'm like, oh, and I look at the toilet I'm like oh I'm home I don't know why I keep Let's thinking little shop of horrors feed me feed me well <laughs> the, the toilet's mouth the thing like is I, I feel terrible because uh, it's so wasteful how wasteful of food how much f- good food did I waste mm-hmm. through those all those years like yeah, we food look that at, could have fed people we look at vomitoriums in Roman times as this like peak of gluttony and waste yeah. and uh, you know that's true. Like, I don't think anyone in Africa is like, I think I will be bulimic today. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, we're such, it's the same. It's the same problem with like hoarding. Um, it's like, wah, wah, we have we have 27 million people with a disease called hoarding because they have too much shit. It's like, what's wrong with us that we have diseases out of excess? Yeah. Our excess is so pervasive that we have 27 people with a well, disease. Well, a hoarder's excess is like collecting junk. It's not, not taking something. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but clearly bulimia is wasting perfectly good perfectly food. Perfectly good <laughs> food. It's true. true. Like, no one else wants that hoarder's shit most of the time. Yeah. Occasionally, there's a gem, but 90% of it I, are Part of me, because I, I, I do have that hoarding 
pardon me, especially when it comes to clothes. But it's not hoarding then if you're wearing it. Yeah. But I got a lot of clothes that she never wears that I don't yeah, ever wear, yeah, yeah. and I've been giving them away. So yes, oh, I do you. have the. Right. I I'm trying to get that hoarding thing out. But thinking about all the money that I've spent that actually literally went down the toilet, like all oh, the yeah. great dinners that I've had, mm. and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be back, guys, and then feel loose and fancy free after that. Like, all right, let's go drink it. Yeah. I burned some calories and I'm going to burn more and then do drugs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just thinking about that. I'm like, that is a lot of money down the toilet. Cause I Literally. do spend money on food. Well, I have that. That's why I have that Melania joke about, <laughs> about her championing bulimia. Cause it makes kids four times the consumer. Where is she? At? And yeah, poor Melania. I mean, said, show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? <laughs> just yeah, blink twice. If She's you're safe. Not okay. yeah. Blink twice. If you if you need to escape, we'll come catch you. I just read it's gonna be okay. I just read that um, doctors are saying, which we should have known this already, that he's obese. Of course he's. I'm like, dude, he's got titties. He, I I watched that new. I mean, I cried and cried watching the Australian people get skinny on Netflix. I mean, it's a great fucking show. They they take the fat person the and bowling they, ball thing. Do they put them on a scan? The ducks to scanner, scanner. When you when you speak Australian, everything is like a question at the end. It's so weird. Anyways, the Dexa scanner, and then they they like do your body, and you can see where the fat is, and then they make you work out like really hard, and then they they make you. It's called bringing sexy back, and uh, and then you show it, and they it's crazy. So they scan your body, and they they tell you what what obesity is for your frame and your stuff, and and almost everyone's obese. Like we don't. And one of the guys was like, I can't believe that I'm morbidly obese. I had no idea. And they like cry. They're like, I'm morbidly obese. My body is 51% fat. And it's like, wow, people's bodies are 51% fat. It's crazy. And you just don't even know it. I mean, so he's definitely morbidly obese. Oh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do anything. And plus what he eats. See, this is... This is what it, you know, eating, eating ties into who you are and your personality. Right. Billions of everyone, show me what you eat and I'll tell you who you are. And yeah. I mean, that's, or tell me what you eat and I'll tell you who I you mean, are. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, his favorite food is well done steak with ketchup. Gross. Gross with ketchup. Gross. Isn't that nasty? Why would you want ketchup? It's just sugar. Why would you put sugar on a steak? On a, on a well, hockey puck. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also... Right. It shows like sort of a lack of sophistication. Yeah. Like oh, totally. I, I had a joke that he like he went to France. He's the kind of guy that goes to France and eats at McDonald's in Paris. Absolutely. But, but although um, McDonald's in Amsterdam is pretty fucking good, they're different. When yeah. you go to, to a foreign sure country, a little, but wouldn't you also go president. for fucking maybe escargot there or yeah, something? Sure, I mean, like I like is you're in France for Christ's sake. Yeah, right. there's baguette, a, butter and jam. You're in Paris. You're there's Paris. there's a food. You're I mean, I don't know if he knows about the food revolution, but he well he doesn't know shit actually. So I mean, but the thing is, it's just like right now he's in Vietnam. So I'm sure he's definitely not eating Vietnamese food. On the boat, man. Boat Which is noodles. super delicious. Fucking yeah, boat I know. noodles. Noodles on no the boat. Fa. 
he he doesn't know what a fur so is. For, he doesn't give a fur. What the fur? I don't give a fur. Yeah. Kim uh, Jong Il. Kim fur. Jong. That's who he's he's meeting. He with. I love your joke, Kim Jong. Oh my. Ill oh makes your. How do you Kim make kimchi worse? I love it. <laughs> uh, cabbage. So I actually have <laughs> cabbage two, worse. The two people in the room right now are how I get my news uh, weekly news. <laughs> I get my news from Latoya here on Wednesdays. She tells me what's going on in the world, and then on Mondays at Joke Workshop, Matthew Quirk always tells me what's going on in the news. So, because I, I I submerge, oh, I'm nice. submerged in a barrel of IPA. Like I'm like coming out for free ice cream days. I'm like. Bloop, 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 See, bloop, I bloop, quit bloop. drinking long ago, and now without drinking, it's like I have to take in all this information. Like I got to fill all that time you spend drinking. I I I'm, I have nothing to do. Right. <laughs> think of all that time. So I have the radio's on, and I'm absorbing. Oh, so oh, that's cute. You use oh, you listen to the radio. I oh. learned. Well, it's it's on my phone. It's, oh yeah, that's it's piped in. <laughs> that's I was about to say that's how I get my news too. It's piped in through an app. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like God every bless day. You. Tell, tell me what's going on. Uh, what what are the highlights? Every what's day. What's happening right um, now? Michael Cohen is uh, yeah. right now being grilled and he's supposed to be spilling all the is tea. Michael Cohen was the lawyer for Trump, right? Yeah. His personal lawyer for 10 years. Right. His cleanup man, kind of. Oh, he gave money to porn stars. Yeah. I remember all of this. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, his wife isn't hot enough. I mean, if she... she, I mean, God, God bless Melania. She's beautiful, she's but I think we can all agree she's cold. I don't. I don't think she's anything. I think once you sign that DNR, he tells you what to be. Who knows if she's a nice person or not? Who knows? No, but who I mean, she like is? we've seen her in public now. That she like I don't know how it was in New York how she had to act in public, but now as first lady with her own sense of power and him really under the grill, she's like we've seen. There's like photos of him like using his pinky down by the side to try to get her to hold hands, and she like swats his she hand. She swats away. his hand. Yeah. Well, that's not. And they real had love. a kiss the other day that was w- lacking. What it was. It, was it worse than um, when got no remember Michael uh, Jackson and um, Lisa, Lisa Marie, Marie Presley that was like the most awkward kiss in the history I, I have to say like you're right Britney Spears and Madonna not so awkward no but uh, I think 45 and Melania that's weird because it he, was bad in a different way equally bad in a different way equally bad in a different yeah. way because there's had- I can't imagine I still I'm seeing it right now in my head Michael Jackson with his his sparkly outfit and he's had his sort of Jerry curl wetness happening with his <laughs> hair and he was very light skinned at that time. He looked he like had an his Asian lips, lady. His lips they looked very stretched, like very like they're, they're thinning out. And um, <laughs> and he went and he kissed her and it was like that's weird about this. That, that used to be the weirdest awkward kiss, but I say anytime you see. Uh, 45 and the first wifey look it up. Uh, trying to have any kind of intimacy. Intimacy. Yeah. It's really creepy and yeah. gross. Even holding that holding hand thing was like such a little tell where they could have they could have very innocently held hands I actually in this formal setting and it was she was like no Speaking way. of him being like well, grabby yeah. there's actually another accusation of him uh Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, um, this person, she worked on his campaign, and he, there's a accusation that she's making of him. Uh, he basically f- forced his uh, f- kiss on her or something like that. Yeah, you see pictures right here, yeah. some forced stuff. But uh, Oh, and she happens to be black. 
Yeah, which is, I'm like, what? You can't shame him for that. No, I'm not shaming him for that. I'm shaming her. Like, why would you work on his campaign? And you and this dude. I well, mean, I tell you what. Like, you only get so I hate many sellouts, uh, uh, right? But there's a thousand ways to cut that. Like, I don't like coons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is not fair because I cannot meet you on that I, playing no. field to answer. You stay back. on the white side. I have to talk about <laughs> policy. Yeah. And, uh, tax I, rates. I and, will, uh, I talk about those things too, but I will talk about coons cooning cooning out for the yeah, press. And I'm defenseless in that. Yeah, I, I'll do it um, for you. I'm, not, I'm trying to defend her that she probably had like a job options. This was like a, like this is if she, you can pick up like they're in a different measuring world, no. especially pre-Trump presidency, she's where not, it's like be on a winning thing. People she, hire winners. She's not invited to the cookout. I get it. She made a strategic bad move yeah. and it backfired. But I mean, this dude has he's been prone to sexual accusations before, so that's why I'm like, why are we surprised? Why? I mean, the fact of the matter is like, I I mean, I believe her. I think he did. Yeah. Ew, with those no, he ain't got no lips. But Damn it. As a woman, how many job situations have you been in when there wasn't a hint of creepiness somewhere in the oh, organization? There, oh, there there was, but I, I stopped with when it comes to racism. I, I, I get it but like there's compromising that I feel women are making like 90 something percent of the time in life and that, yeah. that's still it's like why were you with that creepy guy it's like you know I was one of my friends I was like why do women date jerks and she was like well there's a lot of jerks out there there are and I'm wow. like, wait a minute. Do you, do you mean me? Are you talking money. about me hey, now? Man, there's way too many. And oh. it's sort of like it's it's a it's sort of a tough measure to judge on when it's like, well, what the f- what job was she going to get that there wasn't potential for the boss to be? So I found the story actually. Oh, and my friend is the one that sent me this because she says I look like her but younger. I hate this. Yeah. So this is from the Chicago Tribune. A staffer on Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign says he kissed her without her consent at a small gathering of supporters before a Florida rally. Everything ratchet always happens in fucking Florida. It's true. Florida, man. Florida. An interaction that she alleges in a new lawsuit still causes her anguish. Okay. So I'm going to show you guys this picture. And my best friend back home said, like, she looks like you. Actually, she does. Fuck! <laughs> no! Uh, yeah, I can see some similarities. It's not like a body double or anything. No, but she's not a body double. Uh, maybe a face double. I, there's no body uh, in the picture. But yeah, there's... I don't... Yeah, this is... Not totally yeah. wrong. Uh, not totally wrong. I, so I text her. I'm like, I don't look like that hoe. And then, you know, that's... But anyway, that's that's something new that happened in the world. But there what's we go. New? Uh, no, I just looked up, the, you know, some more discuss. Like, as uh, there's a picture of Trump looking at her, and uh, like, you're not good enough. She uh, look at my trophy. They 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 met when she was 28, and he was 52. So let's. She see. was a 28 year old gorgeous woman, and she goes, "This guy." Well, he, he seems like a good idea. No, she was getting that bag, man. It was all about that bag. Like the, like literally the bag, like the coach bag. No, well, well, well the bag of money. There you go. Ah, uh, but gross. Like, I know. <laughs> Some women you, can do it. I, I can't. I, I'm not one of those. I don't think. Okay, I'm trying to imagine when I was <coughs> 28. Would you like a man's perspective on this? <laughs> yeah, because I'm. I'm honestly There's trying a to. There's whole 
gang of women out there that will trade up for money. Absolutely. Under all circumstances. Mm-hmm. But at 20, when I was 28, I mean, I was still married. Let's pretend I wasn't married and I was like, I'm hot and I'm 28. I would never. 52? You would never. Gross. Actually, you would never. Are you telling boyfriend... me you never met a chick that would? You don't know any woman that would be like. I actually, I... when I was 25, my boyfriend was 50. But he didn't have that bag, so. Yeah, you just liked him for himself? Yeah, well, he was a musician. Well, that's, see, that can be, that can be. Yeah, so he brought something to the table. I'm looking at this to the table, like that rock star I'm looking at this fat pile of dog shit here (laughs) that we call our president. (laughs) And like, I mean, gross. (laughs) I mean, and his mushroom looks like, or his dick looks like a mushroom. Who knows? I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to like, that's You know so that gross. shit is so small, dude. But it doesn't, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, here's something I learned he's this week. Naked. Maybe he's a Here's shower. something I learned this week. It I doesn't it. matter that much about the dick because dildos are a thing. And you know what? I really appreciate, I'm going to get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it real quick. Like... If like you're selfless enough that your dick doesn't even have to be involved and you want to get me off, thank you, Jonathan. Like, thank, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that it, seems awfully specific. I'm just saying. No, it was. I mean, we did a thing this weekend, and it was like. I mean, we ended up having sex after, but uh, it was. I was like, wow. I like, man. I could have been a lesbian all this time because they can use the tools not that jonathan's a lesbian uh, no we're are, i'm very satisfied with everything that's happening in our relationship and all that stuff but like wow that was really great like with the whole like i i just i get it like it's a that's that's a it's a nice thing to do but that's I'm, the thing is that women have been given blowjobs without reciprocation for years that's it's true. just a thing and now and i'm like all bending over backwards i'm like oh my God, you used a dildo and got me off. What See, do I do? I feel the dick is... <laughs> Skiddly do. I feel the dick is very important because to me it's not just sexual. It's about a power thing and it's also about your, you as a, a man, how how do you feel in your self-esteem? For for example, poor Hiplo. Um, you see guys that usually buy those fast, expensive, sporty like Ferraris and sure, shit. Yeah. Those dudes have small dicks. Or little guys that drive big trucks because I'm like, I gotta show how man I am. They put truck nuts on the back of their, yeah. they put the nuts on Those the back. That's the weirdest thing ever because I have nuts. nuts. Like, I don't need to, like... Show them I, off. I obviously Look have them yeah. You're trying to... If I had balls, though, I'd probably take pictures of them and put them somewhere. That's your picture. That's not buying a separate it's, set of brass ones yeah. you hang on a truck. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's not trying to show off how, you know, how manly you are by oh, buying this big, fast thing because I, I'm basically trying to make up for what I'm lacking you know but why do we put so much importance like the thing is that we're all complicit in this thing about like guys and their dicks we support that I mean you know like things don't exist unless we all decide they exist and for some reason as a society we've all decided that the size of a dude's dick is really fucking important it well is. that has come in and out I mean, in history through uh, you said in and out huh? I did I also <laughs> said come and uh, so there are stat like the statue of David. He's not particularly well endowed because that was he's, seen because he's a that's... grower, not a shower. Well, it was also like, oh, if you were a civilized man, you know, it's like uncivilized men had a big 
thousand. But I I appreciate huh. I I appreciate that though because even if he didn't have a big dick, he's not showing it. That's a confident. I think I think what I'm trying to say is basically like you don't have to buy these things and be a dick to show that you have a big dick. Okay. But why does a big dick matter? Because like, I mean. I'm sure you guys have heard the story about the biggest dick I ever saw, and it was a retarded kid when I was teaching <laughs> special ed. Have you not heard this story? Yeah, I've heard I've, the story. God is mean, and he gave this 17-year-old retarded boy the biggest dick I've ever seen. I mean, it was the scary. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It was like, I mean, I was, I was I was frightened for my life. Like I was like, "Oh my God, is that real?" How'd you see it, by the because <laughs> because there was a bathroom in the classroom, and I was substitute teaching oh. in this special ed class where everyone had IQs under like seventy. Like so a I was, president. yeah, I was teaching them how to like, you know, fold clothes and and separate different shapes into different boxes and shit like that, and um. And cooking, like like life skills and shit. So there's a bathroom in there, and this kid gets in there and starts screaming. And I ask the aides, there's two aides in the classroom, and I say, hey, something's going on in there. Should we worry about this? And, and they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. And so three times, three times I hear screaming from the bathroom. So finally, I'm like, I open the door. And this kid is stroking his 17-inch dick, sitting on the toilet, laughing and laughing. And the and the TAs go, "Oh, we got you. He always does that with the subs. He always does that. Like it's just a big joke. And it's like this huge. It's a hilarious never, joke. It's a hilarious joke. I've never seen. I was like, is that real? Like it was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I was just like looking at it. Like, how is this possible that this is a real thing? This is a real dick. And then, like, why would God Why would God do that? Why would he give the dick to the dick that will never... And then I was like, wow, is there a fetishist? Is there a retard porn? Is that, like, is that like a subgenre? I'm of sure. Fucking porn? Oh, like, my hit God. The back of his head was very flat. And, I mean, I don't mean to be a dick or whatever, but I was a special ed teacher for years, so I could be culturally sensitive. I'm just choosing not to be. But, like, he had long, like, hair that wasn't as clean as I was hoping for on a man of his age and stature. And the, and the back of his head was flat, and he had a 17-inch dick. Like, it was, it was like, I mean, I'm not kidding. It was, like, coming out, like, all the And I just, I, I like, look, I was like, what the fuck? What? I mean, I, I was scared. I slammed the door. That lucky bastard. <laughs> but no one's ever gonna see it. I mean, you how does it? it? I did, but no, no one's ever gonna experience. Like, the thing is, like, <laughs> is that a thing? Like, sex workers. But apparently, he's with, never gonna know that that's a drawback. That like he's he's well, retarded okay. enough to never know that it's a waste. That he's oh. just so happy with his huge cock. But this is like, and this is I'm, I'm, this is like nineteen. 19- 98 okay so uh oh so he's in his 30s now well he's way older than that now because he was like yeah. 17 18 then something like oh that. he's my age yeah yeah so and oh, i was whoa. teaching hey. yeah right so, <laughs> so is that a thing like i i mean if you i i mean i don't mean to be uncouth or whatever but if yeah, you like point if you live in a home and someone's helping take care of you like do they also like get you off or is it like 
retarded people don't get to have sex or do they just masturbate all the time in front of people like I want to wonder why the people like oh. how come the mother in charge didn't be like look my son he's a little slow but he has a huge cock so just be aware <laughs> don't stare just be aware don't stare I got nothing on this one okay we'll- <laughs> I just thought you that started was, I with just, the dick stuff. I know. I, I, I mean, just really got the visual of oh it. It was so. We were big. talking about Michael Cohen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know he's testifying. Well, but right and now. that's the thing. Right. Is, and we can go back to sex workers. Like, porn stars are sex workers technically. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because they're using sex, sex work. To, yeah. And they, and they get regulated line. as well too. So yeah, it's not like they're it, they're not doing what Bob Craft did. Or so something. why is prostitution not legal? So is did what with the president sleeping with the porn star is that prostitution is that what we can, can no we, is that prostitution he, if no you, if you pay for it, sex with a porn star right he paid her off but if you've not been paying for sex so, that's prostitution this right? is one of those things like oh it wasn't a bribe it was a contribution like well dude, i mean you paid for the sex but, but what's wrong like, with that but why no, can't we but well the idea like what is a prostitute you pay for her to shut the fuck up and leave too you know like <laughs> yeah but like, isn't there a different isn't there a time period like it was years after doesn't doesn't matter well whatever i don't if i paid if this was a drug deal and you gave me drugs first of all that's immediately distribution right there if i pay you 10 years later for those drugs i'm still paying i guess so it's i like but why slow motion crime does not make it less prostitution should be legal i don't understand why you can should be but only pay people to have sex on film yeah why why can't you just pay people to have sex why why not I think the reason what the whole thing is about though is because the, where he, the money came from. I, I that, think that it's I think it's that women don't get to own their own labor. I think this is a fucking misogynistic bullshit world right. where women don't get to own their own labor and your sex work is fucking labor. Yeah. Okay, and we've never Pam, been appreciated for you, our goddamn labor. Ladies, rise up, Marxist fucking women. Your labor is real. Having sex with men is real labor. Yeah. Sometimes they smell it, funny. It, it it's real. real Why don't we but get to own our labor? Here's where we're at with that. that. Part, That's right. that. You, you managed to crowbar that point into this discussion that was otherwise about campaign finance reform. But, but um, go feminism, guys. Um, but here's the deal. I, I'm fine with it becoming legal, but the people who are most for it being illegal are the people on Trump's side here. And those it's are the ones own. that usually buy it. The, but but uh, right, the uh, hypocrisy is yeah. the point of it all. That's no get out of jail free. That's furtherance in hypocrisy of their own. And yeah. this is their issue that they're all like, no, exactly. we can't. That's the wrong message, all that sort of stuff. So the they're, they're the most values. hypocritical about it. They're the most. They were the most after uh, Clinton about cheating. Uh, on yes, his wife. absolutely. Right. And now it's all cool. That that's the point that's bothersome. Not that well, it should be legal now. Well, now that your ass got caught in this jam, no, suddenly it exactly. should be legal. The hypocrisy. Yeah, of the it hypocrisy all. of it all. Plus, on top of that, it, it like he should have no supporters in the evangelicals for that reason alone. Ab- absolutely, they were the first yeah. to crucify Clinton and what on have you. On top of that is that he used campaign money to do. It. Ah, okay. And also, in my it's opinion, we, we paid. Like, it's crooked actually, on so many levels. Actually, we didn't. His supporters paid for that payoff. 
because that that campaign money is like isn't it wasn't it donation money for and his he's campaign? also lying about there's it. Exactly. so Which is the thing many that always really it's like when do we get to impeach them. this motherfucker seriously how many happen. but how many illegal things how many unpresident you know that you can impeach a president Here's just for being you, unpresidential did you know that's a thing you can just impeach them for being unpresidential <laughs> in action or word obviously he's fucking unpresidential look when he Whoa. called china motherfuckers that was presidential and when a congresswoman called him motherfucker he felt that was enough to impeach her so this is none of this here's what you got to realize all his supporters they know everything we know they just don't care it's they're not supporters by this point though i think they're more like a cult enablers no they're a cult complicit They're I they're definitely well that's what you find in a cult is complicity. I I you know, just I it's 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 the fact of the matter is just like they see all this. Some of them are starting to break away, but they I mean the majority of them are like, "No, this is our god." You guys want to see our next school sh- our next number 1 school shooter? <laughs> no. Baron. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture of the first family. And what I'm seeing is a young boy who's going to be a school shooter. He's going to be the biggest domestic terrorist that ever domestic terrorized. Look at that poor boy. Look at that poor child. That poor, that poor little boy is going to murder millions of people someday. That is that poor little boy. I mean, look at that. I feel like this is. A, I feel like it's a movie in the making. The growing of a serial killer. I just this poor. He is. I've never seen any. He's got frown in his eyes. He his his mother taught him how to look pretty when he frowns. He is just this poor. I love freedom of the press, so I can say this shit. But that poor little boy. Like, he I've looks- never seen such a frowny face. And here's the thing. He knows where the fucking cameras are. Everyone's telling him where the cameras are. And they're like, why can't you just smile? Like, no one understands better than him what it's like to be a woman. Can't you just smile? Can't you just please smile? This poor little boy. He's purposely frowning in every picture. You know he is. Because he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You I'm going to murder everyone in this room. (laughs) This poor kid. You know what's sad is the fact of the matter. Like, you don't ever hear about him. They just have him tucked away, like, in a... I, I'm man. fine with that. He, I'm okay with that too. Being thrust upon oh, him, he's just boy. a child. I, no, no, I, I get it. So were Sasha and Malia, but look at them. They mean, got did, all that exposure but, too. Right. Well, I thought that was a lot, lot of unfairness to that. I like, do too. Leave I, the kids out of it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, oh you my god, ever, every single picture he's like frowning. A, uh, um, you don't ever see him with his dad. Okay, there's That's, a couple pictures know, with his dad. Photo op, but he's still frowning because he's all for the photo op. He has every opportunity. Look at this. Look at this. Connection. He has every opportunity to smile, and he doesn't. Look at that. Look at that. Look well, at that. I gotta also say, like, I say this about every photo. Like they've got one photo of like uh, it looks like Obama is like about to beat the shit out of uh, Putin, and Putin looks like he's about to get his ass kicked by Obama. Like they're both like. Obama's staring down at him and Putin's kind of like looking up like like, like, uh. he has like they take thousands and thousands of photos and they can pick the one that shows that instant so I mean we might be just looking at moments here I'm looking at I typed in his name into images and he's frowning in almost every (laughs) single one I still stand by how the thousands of pictures he looks he's constantly right you do frowning there's like Frowning. Frowning.
Yeah, and frowning. And, and you know, compile frowning. that alone of the Pachanis. Frowning. Frowning. All of them. I would say either one Frowning. of the three. Or looking. I, or one of the four. But let's face that. it. How old is he? Like 11? Uh, he's, he's probably 14 or something I now. I think he's 13 now. Even worse. Poor kid. He's totally, he's totally like has oh agency now, right? Oh Do you God. think he wants to be at this three-hour rally on a Saturday afternoon? Like he wants to be with his friends or playing Xbox or, or doing. Or alone with his sadness. teenage things. You know, I could be playing ball with the guys right now. Just imagine how hard it is. I bet you he doesn't. Have too many friends because he was probably that? does. Well, I don't know how friends work anymore because everyone has these <laughs> scheduled I, has these overscheduled lives. But he could be playing squash or getting trained in his favorite what? like I hobby. Think, I think he has uh, dead animals someplace. I think he plays with dead animal carcass. Yeah. Either one of the three, he's going to turn out to be a, a murderer, a drug addict. Or suicide. <laughs> oh, oh, this that is could cre- be said of any thirteen-year-old today here. In I, I have to update yeah. my joke about about Melania. She actually speaks five languages, not four. I always say four languages in in my joke, but it's actually five. It's actually Slovenian, English, French, Serbian, and German. So, um, speak in any fucking language. Say something. Something. <laughs> Anything. Say something. Say something about your poor son. Get him out of the spotlight. Christ. I I mean, I feel he's just a regular 13-year-old. Probably not so regular because he has a lot more money. But but he's essentially a regular 13-year-old that would rather be hanging out with his 13-year-old friends doing his 13-year-old stuff. I love how you're being really nice about it. I really do. I'm I'm thinking the opposite. Like He's he's certainly not enjoying it. I think he's in a dark place. And like he's right, like he is because he'd rather be with his fucking like. Why am I like? Remember when your parents drove, dragged you to stuff on an afternoon himself. that you knew your friends were like, you know, they're fucking going skiing, and I'm here visiting aunt. I can't stand her, you know, like. No, no, I get that part. Yeah. I totally get that part, but I'm, I'm thinking deeper and darker. I know you are, <laughs> but he's just a 13 year old rich kid in New York. He's not. Look at who your dad is. Ugh. Yeah. Who he has when he grows very up. Very little relationship with. I know. You know what's sad? All is the tr- when he grows up, he's going to hate his family probably. Yeah. All I, the Trump kids talk about how like it wasn't until they were old to enough to understand the business <laughs> that Donald Trump took interest in them. Yeah, that's like true. when they were babies, like he if he couldn't talk real estate or something, he didn't he have, didn't, he didn't care. Know. Only Ivanka. So, when are we going to rise up against our oppressors? <laughs> you know, it's tough to do. We, we, when is the revolution? You know, and I, I Jonathan my, and I were talking about. But this. You know what? Pretty soon. No, but no, we won't. Because wait, here's no. the problem: is that people like the I best the generation, answer. the best generation, the most racist generation, World War II. Here's the thing: boys <laughs> that were 18 to 22 were like, "I'm going to fight for my country because it's important." 18 to 22 year olds right now are so fucking entitled, and they think they're so fucking special. They don't want to die for anything. They're not going to put their life on the line. They're, they're not going to. Do this they don't care. Them. They don't care. They aren't going to sacrifice anything because they don't believe in sacrifice because they're special and perfect and they think that they are the fucking universe. We've ruined people by teaching them that they're special and now we've got all these kids that are supposed to fight our wars and die so that we can have the lifestyle that we want but they they think they're too good. They think they're too good. They think they're better than us. But I think they they are too. I I, I do think some of them are too good because the fact of the matter is what, what is the military doing for them when they come out? 
yeah. nothing anymore because there yeah. used to be well, opportunity that the the so-called greatest generation which is the world war ii which is the most me, racist generation the, they should call it the racist make generation. america great but they had like what well, they, they had they the uh, they had programs and stuff and Everyone different opportunities after the, they came back from war. Yeah. Vietnam. They had a different tax rate too. Yeah, they have, yeah, seventy percent. That's what we're trying to get back to. And then Vietnam, oh, and then every after that, everyone yeah. was like, it was dismal. Mm-hmm. There was no opportunity. We still are feeling the effects of Vietnam. Absolutely. And I wasn't even. I was even born yet. Well, but, I was born. Yeah. And and Pam, you're, you know, this is my material. The you know the the wimpy millennials. Yes. But, uh, Shut up. We're not all wimpy. Oh, right. you're on the cusp. You're on the you're on the top end. Yeah, most of you aren't. Everyone in this room, though. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, for sure. And and behind the joke is the most people don't seem to get, but it's like we're they're getting handed the worst world. That's true. That they're getting handed the least real opportunities. They're getting like this is like a used up continent now. And right, like how come you're not just out there? Elbow grease and buy your own house. It's like, dude, 725 an hour is never going to lead anywhere. Your bootstraps, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, bootstraps, uh, all that that's shit. That's what a house yeah. was three grand. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then the fact grand. of the matter, like my generation, because I'm, you know, I'm the first year. So anything in the 80s, after the 80s, I, those millennials are slow. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I'm. I went to college during the George W. Bush era. I got fucked. So I am part of that whole group that got fucked. And then 2008, do you really think I'm going to buy a house after that shit? Yeah. Hell no. I am not going to. No. And that's why uh, the how ho- people are worried about the housing market because people in my generation don't want to buy because we've seen that is not there's no such thing as the American dream. And when you go to school and you get your uh, degree most people in my generation aren't doing anything in their field yeah, because college debt was not a thing. Yeah. College, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in debt or we can't find a job in our field or they're not paying enough. Right. So that's why you have, I'm still in the because service industry because it's a safe place. I, and I am one of those people that I will play it safe because I'm not trying to be in more debt. I'm not trying to, I, I want to enjoy life. Yeah, I yeah. want to travel. And I think that's what a lot of us are spending our money on now is traveling and seeing the world. Sure. And, not buying a big old purchase and being stuck the worst thing about owning a house is that when something breaks it's your fucking ass you fix it so like when our I I used to own a house it was awful the the water heater broke before we get off the house I want to get back to something like when are they going to rise up yeah when are they going to rise up robotics Oh, because robotics mm. is going to take away like automation all 70%. cashier jobs. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, how many people do you know or have seen that have a cashier type job? Sure. So yeah, and there's no like, oh, we'll just start coding. Like, right? There's not enough coding need for all the cashier jobs. Right. Plus. Sure. Even robotics in- is going to take trucking too. Yes, yeah. because they're going to be really yeah. the, the drivers. Now, now we're into millions of people with no job, right? And that's right. going to put the. Pre- I mean, when are they going to roboticize uh, bars? They they did on Valencia, right? That so dumb, that's that so dumb when bar. all of a sudden there's no bartending jobs, and how long before that's that's my industry too? Well, like, and we don't need you. I'm just going to press in what I want. Right, my, my double espresso comes out great every time. I don't have to. But then you might as well buy it. Then that's the thing: is get your fucking thing at home. Why would you even go out for a coffee? Well, the, 
that's not that's a individual problem. I'm talking about a societal problem. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do with all those cashiers, bartenders, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, drivers truck drivers, uh, uh, and um, uh, delivery all that baristas, stuff. right? Who don't have a job or and even, cooks? We, and we cooks. found that we found yeah. that it's opening in Soma. The hamburger um, joint. The hamburger joint is opening in Soma. And in June, yeah. and yeah, it's six dollar. It's it's a six dollar burger, and it you press buttons, and it takes it grinds the meat right in front of you. It knows exactly it how cooks, long between medium and rare. Exactly, it cooks it to the exact right temperature. It does all the toppings that you want, and it's a six dollar hamburger. Because we looked this up the other week, because okay. I was like, so my now, job will always be secure because I cook, but it's like not necessarily. So maybe chefs kit that will replace top dollar chefs, but all the fast food so. How many yeah. millions of people is that jobs for? Yeah, absolutely. And how do kids? What all of them have no job if we don't get if we don't start with universal basic income or something? Oh, I, that we yeah. talked about that the other day yeah. too. If we don't step UBI. in with that, when that many millions of people are without a job and they're sp- they're not it's, all in like one region that can be sort of like blocked off. No, it's no, everywhere. It's, everywhere. Oh, it's pervasive. Yeah, and actually, that's, not even just that's the country. Be a goddamn issue. Not yeah. just even the country, the world. I mean, the yeah. world. I mean, there are places, like, they're doing it in Japan right now and in China. And mind you, yes, China has billions of people, yes. But a lot of those billions of people will probably be out of work. So well, we need like, to kill see, some fucking people. We haven't people had a big killing in a while. Is what major change comes from. 25 and million Russians died in World War One or two. Definitely two. two. World War Two. Twenty-five million oh. Russians. We haven't had like a twenty-five million person death in a long time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody's lost. No, I'm serious. No. Like we only lost five hundred thousand. Atrocities in Serbia and uh, have there in been Africa? Yeah, the, that's why we got all involved with the Serbia Herzegovina. But like twenty-five million people. Uh, like World War Two, we only lost five hundred thousand people in World War Two. Like, and other countries lost more. I saw a whole special on that. It's like a sixteen-part series on Ken Burns. Uh, no, uh, uh, this is from Putin's uh, era uh, about the Russia, the war on the uh, Eastern Front. That how um, they were in that war. You're on like episode Actually, nine before uh, Pearl Harbor happens. Oh, wow. Actually, like the Russians were fighting the Germans for years before we got involved. Yeah. We beat like 10 divisions to win. And uh, I've heard numbers between 50 and 200 of how many the Russians had to beat to defeat the Germans. Well, the Russians I, didn't so even they, have enough guns. And they'd they, get in line and the person in front of them would have right. a gun and they'd die. And the person behind them would pick up the gun and shoot the gun. But they I, fought World War II. Yeah, they fought World they, War II. Yeah. We didn't fight World they, they did. fought yeah. World War II. Yeah, exactly. And to answer your question, I do know who's dying really quickly, but not in the millions. It's more in the thousands, like every, like. I would say, like every year, white straight men. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's Be- the new genocide. No, no <laughs> because no, seriously. Yes. Uh, suicide, suicide, overdoses, drinking yeah. to death, uh, a social, the, the uh, informal suicide. Yes, like look it up, in the basement dude. And playing video games forever. Yeah. Informal suicide. That's a word I just coined. I think. He just coined that. Oh, okay. but yeah. I used to say that about like. Uh, as an example, they say, well, you know, the black community doesn't commit suicide. It's like, well, third striking and going to jail for life is a kind of quitting, mm-hmm. potentially, you know. But we're forced to quit. But, yeah, but that, that third strike shit was a fuck all, like, that third strike change, bullshit. Like you're not formally committing suicide, but you're certainly ruining your life, and now you're in jail for it. You know? 
Yes. And yes. so like, but so that's sort of like an informal ruining your life of like he's opioids. Not a, they're not gutsy enough to become a drug addict or, or actually pull <laughs> the trigger. So they just. But, Here, but here's know, my so question just though: drink, drink their lives away. <laughs> can you can you turn a vape pen? Can you smoke heroin out of it? <laughs> can you vape heroin? Does that exist? I've never tried it. I'm just can you, more, can we, a can we, can we make the pack? Wow, crack. No, I said Coke. Cra- I've coke. smoked crack before, okay. though. But out of a vape pen, wouldn't that be fun? Smoke, no. <laughs> My, from the outside I feel like vaping, in, future of vaping, baby. There's two, you, from the outside in, heroin doesn't seem fun. No, because they're lazy with fucking fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl Everyone's kill you. fucking no, dying. I'm not talking about fentanyl. That, that's a separate issue. No, but it's, they lace it with it. Fentanyl doesn't look fun either, by the way. No, but fentanyl's hardcore. That's hard what I'm cool. saying. They've been lacing heroin with yeah. fentanyl. Yeah, I'm And aware. that's why a lot of people are dying off. And I haven't done drugs since she told me the story. Yeah. About the friend of a friend. The friend of a friend who died. They did a line at a bar. And they... Yeah, they thought they had did coke. They did a bump in the bathroom of somebody's coke, and it was laced with fentanyl, and they died. It's so scary. Yeah. So scary. I've been saying no to drugs. Yeah, because you don't even know. I'm and not trying to no, party to the end. But I wish there was a drug. I mean. What kind of asshole puts fentanyl in, in coke? coke. This also happened. So there were some kids on Hate Street. There were three kids um, in 2017. You should have told somebody. That well, kills three kids, buyers. Three kids did. Um, right. They thought they were it's doing meth. They thought they were shooting up meth. And there was fentanyl-laced meth, and those three kids died on Hate Street, and that was in 2017. My other friend know, knew them. What? Yeah, and it, they they died. All three They're of them. They're killing customers. I don't. I <laughs> can't it, understand why you like, would put yeah. fentanyl like, in in meth. Straight up, yeah. like when I'm no, smoking I, uh, a joint with tobacco, I'm like, it's got tobacco in it. Yeah, absolutely. It it's sure. like the, you know, like hey, it's can a I spliff. can I have spliff, a bump yeah. of that? Okay, just so you know, there's tobacco in it. Don't is, cough. Are you sure? Like it's you know, a spliff, man. But like, I do a bump. Okay, but I'm I'm bumping heroin over here. <laughs> it's not coke. I'm doing heroin. I'm oh, okay, heroin. I don't want that. I'm drinking yeah. already. I don't, yeah, I'm not. I'm not into heroin. But, but like, so like these like laced with this. It's like, what's with the lacing? I didn't like, get just it. tell them what. Like, sell what you. You don't. Don't. Don't um, it makes give it me weed and have PCP. Great. Tell them it's in there so they know yeah. it's more powerful. But do you, I don't I don't know. Do you think people are mixing it in because it's cheaper and they don't have to use it? Just like how they used to mix meth and coke together. Fine, but if you're you, if you're putting a little grain alcohol in my beer, give me a heads up. You know, like this is so. This is completely on a different tip, but I want to want to read it because I'm excited about it. How bad do you think Trump's SAT scores were? Bad. First, 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 Badly. Do SA, first, do SAT scores matter? Do you, do you think first? Uh, I to ask both of you. Do you think SAT scores matter? Do you think that it's? Do you think it's an outdated method of figuring um, out how smart uh, kids uh, are? I, so, it's nothing. It's not perfect, but it's something. Um, it's not I took perfect. the ACT and I That's took it close. twice. Yeah. First time I I, uh, I did horrible, and then I took the course, paid for the course in testing. Learned skills. how to te- take the test. Yeah. I know it's so ridiculous. Right? And then I took it again and I got a lower score. What? <laughs> That's so and funny. my thing is this: I don't like testing well because yeah, right. <laughs> it, what it told me, I, I I didn't I didn't feel bad in the end because. Some people are test takers, some are not. Some intelligent people just don't 
score in that basic kind of test. Right. It's when you the test is when you get to the real world and critical thinking sure. and common sense. That's yeah, not there's what no the critical SAT, thought. The SAT has nothing to do with critical thought. But I mean, I guess there's all kinds of intelligence. There's yeah. all kinds. Yeah. But I mean, it's something like if someone got like two perfect scores on SATs, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's probably an idiot and got lucky. You know what I mean? You can g- garner something from the SATs. And if someone gets a really shitty score, you'd be like, okay, they're not good at this kind of intelligence, maybe. You know, but it's definitely a sign of something, even though it's not the tell-all. So uh, Donald Trump, a self-proclaimed stable genius, who is rumored to have graduated at the top of his class, but also someone who's terrified of his SAT scores getting out. On Tuesday night, news outlets obtained advanced copies of Michael Cohen's testimony about Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, which contained a number of wild claims about Trump. For example, that the president said Don Jr. has the worst judgment in the world yeah. and that he once used $60,000 from charitable funds to buy a self-portrait. But out of Cohen's 20-page testimony, one statement in particular caught the attention of Twitter users who promptly ridiculed it. That Trump, a 72-year-old man, once told Cohen to threaten his high school colleagues and the college board not to release his SAT scores. Uh, The bitter... This is the tweet. The bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his nonprofit charitable foundation mm-hmm. with the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs and copies of letters I wrote Mr. Trump direction that threatened his high school colleagues and the board, college board not to release his grades or SAT scores. So I, I got to say one thing about the psychology of a smart person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, if you are smart and confident about it. Even your fuck-ups. You're like, yeah, I didn't do great about that. Like, uh, I don't think Elon Musk is hiding his bad test scores. No. Uh, He's probably got a couple. So there's a couple different tweets of people, and um, I don't know who Jameel Smith is, but... She's awesome. um, He says, I'm trying to imagine being a grown man and being worried about someone seeing my SAT scores. I honestly do not remember mine, and I'm nearly 30 years younger than Trump. Oh, Jamel Hill. She's a journalist. She, no, Jamel Smith. Oh, Jamel guy, Smith. Yeah. Oh. Talia Lavin. <laughs> the Cohen testimony is wild, but also how bad were Trump's SAT scores? And then, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I saw this Carl Sagan thing once where uh, this guy who was questioning him was like cut him off in the middle of his answer. He was like, so what are you, a socialist? <laughs> and Carl Sagan's like, well, I don't know what a socialist is, but here's what I do believe, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Carl Sagan is so smart. Like, he does not care. He, he does not hide for one second. Like, right, I don't know that. Like, I'm fine with, like, look at what I do know, though, right? Sure. Right. And, uh, and like, like uh, you know, hiding your SAT scores, it's like, I don't know how good or bad they were, but if he was so confident how smart he was, like, yeah, yeah do great. Because most people who play that role as confident and say, I know everything. Pretend are, to be confident. Are the ones that are the stupidest, dumbest motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if I, you were actually smart, even though you had a few bad tests or whatever, that wouldn't be like, it that wouldn't does be not a big make thing. me not smart. Exactly. It's, Thank um, you. It's what uh, Shakespeare said. I think he doth protest too much. Yeah, that's what Yeah. Because yeah, that's, what she said. Um, if you, if you, if you, I think he does protest too much. Um, this is the thing from Michael Cohen's testimony. Uh, highly anticipated. Blah blah blah. Late, late Tuesday night, the New York Times published a copy of Cohen's introductory remarks, in which Cohen will call the president a con man and a cheat. 
In conversations we had during the campaign at the same time I was actively negotiating in Russia for him, he would look me in the eye and tell me there's no business in Russia and then go out and lie to the American people by saying the same thing. Cohen intends to say, according to a copy of his opening statement obtained by the time, in his way, he was telling me to lie. The, the Trump administration has already begun pushing back against Cohen. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders unveiled, unveiled the predictable line of attack against Cohen Tuesday. Disgraced felon Michael Cohen is going to prison for lying to Congress and making other false statements, she said in a statement. Sadly, he will go before Congress this week, and we can expect more of the same. It's laughable that anyone would take a convicted liar like Cohen at his word, and pathetic to see him given yet another opportunity to spread his lies. May I hit pause for one second? Yeah, absolutely. Get her. Trump certainly saw fit to... <laughs> I mean, he was, he was... you know, Trump had no problem hiring this lawyer for 10 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the point. Like, he is Way a liar, before, right? Yeah. Trump bought him because he's a liar to go out and do his lies. Exactly. And also, that whenever it came to this, he'd be like, oh, guy's a liar. You can't trust what he says. And it's like, it's no, like you are complicit pre- in his lies. You bought right. him. You know, this hammer is for hammering. This screwdriver is for scri- driving screws. And you, Mr. Cohen, are for dispersing my lies. And, right. and sure, by sure. the way, this is way before dispersing he even... Cohen was around before he was, like, running for president. Right, so he he's knows been a liar the, the whole, whole time, time and right. still employed for lying. So, like, to bring up, like, how did this disgraced lawyer... Yeah. Right, he's the disgraced lawyer. That guy. Yeah, you know? but I mean, there's also there's like uh, them talking about money exchange and Trump saying like, should I put it in a suitcase or his like dis- a briefcase? Yeah, his the, the disgraced lawyer, the disgraced part disgusting. is working for him, for Trump. That's Cohen the- <laughs> will accuse Trump of the following crimes. According to the New York Times, Cohen plans to tell lawmakers Trump initiated the hundred and thirty thousand dollar hush payment to Stormy Daniels meant to keep her quiet about the affair. She says she had with Trump. Well, Trump has admitted to knowledge of the payments. He says he didn't tell Cohen to make them. Okay, so first we have that one. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Cohen will present evidence of criminal conduct related to the Daniels payment that occurred since Mr. Trump became president. It's unclear if Cohen will address the catch-and-kill deal he orchestrated to keep former Playboy model Karen McDougal quiet about an alleged affair with Trump. Uh, Cohen will also testify that Trump was involved in efforts to conceal payments from the public in the lead up to the 2016 presidential election and will implicate Trump organization chief financial officer Alan Weisselberg in the effort. You know, also the catch and kill thing. You guys know what that is? I don't know what that's about. That's when they like, hey, I got this story on Trump. Okay, I'll buy it from you. Oh, and, and then, then they don't run put it. Put it in a closet somewhere and lock the door. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that is a uh, freedom of press thing, right? That's interfering with the freedom of the press because you're killing these stories. Cohen will and also accuse of Trump views. of being a racist lying cheat. Duh. That's Cohen will man. bring receipts. Committee Republicans will call Cohen a liar. Cohen will explain why he turned on Trump. Which we agree with, by the way. He is a liar. That's correct. Yeah, he's a lying liar. He's it's telling fine. us something we already know on that. But one. I mean, it's just like so. I, I I equated to this. Do you guys remember when John Gotti was on trial? Uh, Vaguely, I right? The, you know the, yeah. the gist of it. And his best friend, Sammy the Bull, Sammy the Bull, was ratting on him. And and to rat, you got to cop to your crime. So he copped to like nineteen murders. And then the defense attorney, for you know, uh, Gotti's attorney was like. You know, how could you turn on your best friend? What kind of guy are you? The 19, you're just a killer. And a lot. And it's like, 
wait a minute, what kind of guy is Gotti that his best friend is a, uh, kills 19 people and he's still hanging out with him? Like, why is he on your speed dial? <laughs> like, it reflects, be- like, the idea that the more they call him a liar, it's just like, yeah, this and is, why was Trump continuing to employ this lie? This is, this is exciting stuff here. Um, I'm here under oath to correct the record, to answer the committee's questions truthfully, and to offer the American people what I know about President Trump. I recognize that some of you may doubt and attack me on my credibility. It is for this reason that I have incorporated into this opening statement documents that are irrefutable and demonstrate that the information you will hear is accurate and truthful. Never in a million years did I imagine when I accepted a job in 2007 to work for Donald Trump that he would one day run for president, (laughs) uh, launch a campaign on a platform of hate and intolerance and actually win. I regret the day I said yes to Mr. Trump. I regret all the help and support I gave him along the way. I'm ashamed of my own failings and I publicly accept responsibility for them by pleading guilty in the Southern District of New York. I'm ashamed of my weakness and misplaced loyalty of the things I did for Mr. Trump in an effort to protect and promote him. I am ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man. He is a cheat. He was a presidential candidate who knew that Roger Stone was talking with Julian Assange about WikiLeaks drop of Democratic National Committee emails. I will explain each in a few moments. I am providing the committee today with several documents. These include one, a copy of a check Mr. Trump wrote from his personal bank account after he became president to reimburse me for the hush money payments I made to cover up his affair with an adult film star and prevent damage to his campaign. Damn! Copies of financial statements for 2011 to 13 that gave such institutions as Deutsche Bank a copy of an article with Mr. Trump's handwriting on it that reported on the auction of a portrait of himself he arranged for a bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his nonprofit charitable foundation with the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs and copies of letters I wrote at Mr. Trump's direction that threatened his high school colleagues and the college board not to release his grades or SAT scores. I hope my appearance here today, my guilty plea, and my work with law enforcement agencies are steps along the path of redemption that will restore faith in me and help this country understand our president better. He called him a racist. This is a great, I mean, this is great. I am has the face of shame and misplaced loyalty. Oh, totally. His His face looks like Droopy the dogs. Yeah. Deputy Deputy Droopy. I love this. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist, period. New paragraph. He is a con man, period. He is a cheat, period. I love it. I love it. You sound like Don Jr. I love it. I love it. I love this. Is any This just came out today. Yeah. Does any... Does, this has got to be... I mean, he is a racist. He just called our president a racist, which we know. Yeah. But, to, but now it's in front of Congress. Yes! Yes! By the way, I was Ooh. reminded of something speaking of Trump and the family. Yeah. Uh, um, Ivanka, the Ivana, the, the, the girl, the, the, the <laughs> daughter, the lady, the daughter. she's like 30 something. Um, she was saying how uh, um, uh, American people don't want yes, handouts. Handouts. Uh, they want to work for their living. Exactly. And of course, Ocasio Cortez is like, look, I've worked for tips, honey. You don't, you don't know what it's like. And uh, I would like to say to Ivanka that everyone I know wants to win the lottery we like free shit yeah this idea no handouts everyone i know wants to win the lottery but but here's something funny too 
Uh, what a win what, the lottery! First of all, yeah. what is she? What is she? <laughs> she she was an heir. She as well. is something for nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, how would she you, know? You don't know what it's like to work for shit, bitch. You also yeah. don't know what it's uh, like. You remember women who work, women who work. She wrote oh, a book. She do, doesn't work. Do she doesn't work. I have to. I have to find them on whatever computer oh, they're on. They're women, around. That was a that was a good one. Women who work. We had a song by. She uh, doesn't work. She doesn't Ivanka work. Trunk uh, Trump wrote a book about called Women, women who, work. who Work. And um, what does she know about work? She doesn't know goddamn shit. First, uh, uh, people she has hobbies. That nanny. She has a quote about right. about like I'm sure that the picture of my nanny took with the children I'll believe that I took those someday oh she doesn't even hang out with her own kids Jeez. people like that so first it, here's the lying stuff that's good to be clear Mr. Trump knew uh, of and directed the Trump Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it he lied about it because he never expected to win the election he also lied about it because he stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars on the Moscow real estate project I also lied about it too because Mr. Trump had made it clear to me through his personal statements to me that we both knew were false and through his lies to the country that he wanted me to lie. He made it clear to me because his personal attorneys reviewed my statement before I gave it to Congress. Blah, blah, blah. I've been smeared as a rat by the president. Let me take a brief moment to introduce myself. My name is Michael Dean Cohen. I am a blessed... I am a blessed husband of 24 years and father to an incredible daughter and son. When I married my wife, I promised her that I would love her, cherish her, and protect her. As my father said countless times throughout my childhood, you, my wife, and you, my children, are the air that I breathe. To my Laura, my Sammy, and my Jake, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect you. Blah, blah, blah. I've always tried to live a life of loyalty, friendship, generosity. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah 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 for the record individual number one that was that was, that was, poetic, that was blow yeah. yeah blah 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 um he's apologizing let me okay accordingly let me now tell you about mr trump I got to know him very well, working very closely with him for more than 10 years as as his executive vice president and special counsel, and then personal attorney when he became president. When I first met Mr. Trump, he was a successful entrepreneur, a real estate giant, and an icon. Being around Mr. Trump was intoxicating. When you're in his presence, you felt like you were involved in something greater than yourself, that you were somehow changing the world. I wound up touting the Trump narrative for over a decade. That was my job. Always stay on message. Always defend. It monopolized my life. At first, I worked on real estate developments and other business transactions. Shortly thereafter, Mr. Trump brought me into his personal life and private dealings. Over time, I saw his true character revealed. Mr. Trump is an enigma. He is, he is complicated, as am I. He has both good and bad, as do we all. Oh, he has both good and bad, as do we all. But the bad far outweighs the good. And since I am taking... And since taking office, he has become the worst version of himself. He is capable of behaving kindly, but he is not kind. He is capable of committing acts of generosity, but he is not generous. He is capable of being loyal, but he is fundamentally disloyal. Donald Trump is a man who ran for office to make his brand great, not to make our country great. He had no desire or intention to lead this nation, only to market himself and build his wealth and power. Mr. Trump would often say... This campaign was going to be the greatest infomercial in political history. He never expected to win the primary. He never expected to win the general election. The campaign for him was always a marketing opportunity. 
I knew early on from my work with Mr. Trump that he would direct me to lie and further his business interests. I am ashamed to say that when it was for a real estate mogul in a private sector, I considered it trivial. As the president, I consider it significant and dangerous. But in the mix, lying for Mr. Trump was normalized and no one around him questioned it. In fairness, no one around him today questions it either. A lot of people have asked me about whether Mr. Trump knew about the release of the hacked Democratic National Committee emails ahead of time. The answer is yes. As I earlier stated, Mr. Trump knew from Roger Stone in advance about the WikiLeaks drop of, drop of emails. In July 2016, days before the Democratic convention, I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced that Roger Stone was on the phone. Mr. Trump put Mr. Stone's phone on the speakerphone. Mr. Stone told Mr. Trump that he had just gotten off the phone with Julian Assange and that Mr. Assange told Mr. Stone that in a couple of days, there would be a massive dump of emails that would damage Hillary Clinton's campaign. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect of, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Mr. Trump is a racist. The country has seen Mr. Trump court white supremacists and bigots. You've heard him call poor uh, countries shitholes. In private, he is even worse. He once asked me if I could name a country run by a black person that wasn't a shithole. This was when Barack Obama was president of the United States. While we were once driving through a struggling neighborhood in Chicago, he commented that only black people could live that way. And he told me that black people would never vote for him because they were too stupid. And yet I continued to work for him. Whew. Mr. Trump is a cheat. As previously stated- That would actually be the opposite of stupid. We were too smart to fall for that okie doke. I, I, I mean- <laughs> That, that was just a stupid I, I mean, lie within the thing, I think that the, I think despite like him being, yeah. sounds like I think despite him being a racist, the whole idea that he ran for president as a marketing campaign for himself and his narcissism is insane to me. And that half of our people yeah, fell for this bullshit? Yeah. Well, it is insane. Well, that's sort of something, too. There's an old saying out there that, like, uh, in an insane world, a sane man appears to be insane. And, and the reverse is also true that in this insane world, you know, in a sane world, it's, it's, you know it's, what I'm yes, Mr. Trump is a cheat. <laughs> and that he, because he has a nice suit and he's been on TV and he says those things you want, like he speaks to a thing in the psychology. Like when I look at a preacher, a TV preacher, I'm like, what the fuck kind of clown is this? You know, because sure. they've got like glitter makeup on and everything. Yeah, and you can sure. see they have, you know, work done. And the suit is like over the top Armani in Arkansas. You know, right. And it's like, who is falling for this sham? A lot of people. A lot of sure people. Sure are, right? Some people bought Trump steaks. Um, Mr. <laughs> Trump. Trump, too, Trump is, speaks to that. Like there are people who are just like, oh, he's got a big suit. And he says it's a nice thing. And it's. You know, like speaking my language. He was on that TV show. I heard, I heard Whitney Cummings say to him that, like, you know, that she would work for him, and that, like, he appeared when she saw him. He appeared between the, to be the guy that you want to be, like, you want to be on his boat when there's the emergency. I didn't want to be. I, and I'm like, but it's all bluster. He can't actually like fix the dumb boat or anything. You're like, with that dumb motherfucker. Yeah, he's just just all bluster. Mr. Nope. Trump is a cheat. As previously stated, I'm giving the committee today three years of President Trump's financial statements from 2011 to 2013, which he gave to Deutsche Bank to inquire about a loan to buy the Buffalo Bills and 
to, and to Forbes. These are exhibits 1A, 1B, and 1C to my testimony. It was my experience that Mr. Trump inflated his total assets when it served his purposes, such as trying to be listed among the wealthiest people in Forbes, and deflated his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. I'm sharing with you two newspaper articles side by side that are examples of Mr. Trump's inflating and deflating his assets, as I said, to suit his financial is interests. These are exhibit two to my testimony. As noticed, as noted, I'm giving the committee today an article he wrote on and sent me that reported on an auction of a portrait of Mr. Trump. This is exhibit 3A to my testimony. Mr. Trump directed me to find a straw bidder to purchase a portrait of him that was being auctioned at an Art Hamptons event. The objective was to ensure that his portrait, which was going to be auctioned last, would go for the highest price of any portrait that afternoon. The portrait was purchased by the fake bidder at $60,000. Mr. Trump directed the Trump Foundation, which is supposed to be a charitable organization, to repay the fake bidder despite keeping the art for himself. Please see Exhibit 3B to my testimony. And it should come to no surprise that one of my more common responsibilities was that Mr. Trump directed me to call business owners, many of whom were small businesses, that were owed money for their services and told them no payment or a reduced payment would be coming. When I advised Mr. Trump of my success, he actually reveled in it. And yet, I continued to work for him. Mr. Trump is a con man. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and lie about and lie to his wife about it, which I did. Lying to the first lady is one of my biggest regrets. She is a kind, good person. I respect her greatly, and she did not deserve that. I don't think she's a good person. I who knows? She, she I think she's I think she's a robot. <laughs> I am giving the committee today a copy of the hundred and thirty thousand dollar wire transfer from me to Mrs. Ms. Clifford's attorney during the closing days of the presidential campaign that was demanded by Ms. Clifford to maintain her silence about her affair with Mr. Trump. This is exhibit four to my testimony. Mr. Trump directed me to use my own personal funds from a home home equity line of credit to avoid any money being traced back to him that could negatively impact his campaign. I did that too without bothering to consider whether that was improper, much less whether it was the right thing to do or how it would impact me, my family, or the public. I'm going to jail in part because of my decision to help Mr. Trump hide that payment from the American people before they voted a few days later. He's going to the country club. As Exhibit 5 to my testimony shows, I am providing a copy of a $35,000 check that President Trump personally signed from his personal bank account on August 1st, 2017, when he was President of the United States, pursuant to the cover-up, which was the basis of my guilty plea to reimburse me, the word used by Mr. Trump's TV lawyer, for the illegal hush money I paid on his behalf. This $35,000 check was one of 11 check installments that was paid throughout the year while he was President. The President of the United States thus wrote a personal check for the payment of hush money as part of a criminal scheme to violate campaign finance laws. You can find the details of that scheme, directed by Mr. Trump, in the pleadings to the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. Um, I don't think anything's going to come of this. You really? I don't think so. No. I mean, I think he's going to serve the whole, all his term. I don't, I really think, by this point, I don't think anything's going to happen to him. Really? I don't. I, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm about to get off this train. Seriously. I mean, there's so many, there's so many investigations going on. And then Mueller is almost done with his. This is crazy. So, this is crazy that this is real. This is fucking real. And you know what's crazier is ain't shit going to happen. But That's what, even more fucked Matthew, up. tell your joke about the the thing in the are we are we all enjoying the what is it the third season of uh, season three of Celebrity Apprentice the Presidency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got all the he's got all the jokes. Yeah, we all get to be part of this. This is really happening. Yeah, I, 
I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like this life. Ooh. But but it's all like this is like so we're also in, in negotiations in Vietnam, ironically. Uh, um, um, with Kim Jong Un. Oh. And yeah. that's you know, we might finally declare an end to the Korean War. Um, we might also end up in uh, a nuclear holocaust yeah. <laughs> with Korea wow. in general. See? Yeah, I had to explain to <laughs> some no kids. No guaranteed on this episode. With I, North Korea in general, not in South Korea. I think. I, I but had, they'll be involved. They'll certainly be involved. Yeah, that's who we're trying to help. Well, I was trying to explain to some children about um, forced labor death camps and and slavery in, in North Korea. There are people who were like born into slavery. They're, they're born, their parents have them when they're in one of the Camps. jail forced forced labor things and so they grow up being a slave which is yeah. crazy and they and they they threaten them by not letting them eat and they say well if you're like you can tell on your parents and you can they they like force each other against each other it's Ooh, dangerous! Yeah, I know this story. Stuff. Yeah, they do this kind oh, of stuff. That's I know uh, this yeah. story real well. And, and they're they're like not educated. They only learn enough to to worship, to, to work, to, to work and worship. Yeah, Kim Jong. Mm. You know that that one guy did escape and they found him and he had like all kinds of parasites and things. Oh yeah, that God. guy. Yeah, I heard. But about he also you. didn't oh. understand that the world wasn't like a big factory. Like he didn't understand we we're this on a is globe a in the world. Culture shock to oceans. Him. Like, there's just so much he didn't know because, I mean, go go into a factory sometime. Yeah. That's your entire stimulus right there. You don't have did, forests or the internet or TV. Did you know Kim Jong-un couldn't fly? To, uh, uh, he, yeah, he could only take the train because the country's so poor that... They don't I don't have an airline. There's an aircraft. I wonder if that's true. Vietnam's not that far from Korea. I well, wonder he, if he, that's. I, I've heard that, yeah. but I wonder if that's really true because he has nuclear arms. That's what I was thinking because uh, I read that. I'm like, but he has nuclear. Does he, he have an air do they, force? Do they really have? They have they does have he have an bombs? air force? He might be afraid so. of flying or something. Or I don't think he, they have an air force. They so have. I, 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 I. I don't know enough to know, but I, I, what, I, I'm suspicious that's a little propagandish and not totally factual. Yeah, this is this is not propagandish. This is from the Cohen thing, and this is this. I'm just gonna. I, I'm so angry at at our president, and it, he's he's everything that is wrong. It, like I, I rail against you capitalism, but this is the worst. You know what evil is? When telling me in 2008 he was cutting employees' salaries in half, including mine, he showed me what he claimed was a 10 million. IRS tax refund and said he could not believe how stupid the government was for giving someone like him that much money back. I I mean, I fucking hate He this said guy. that while he was delivering the news of um, I just, everyone I, getting a, a pay cut. Yeah, so what, when telling me in 2008 he was cutting employees' salaries in half, including, including mine, he showed me what he claimed was a $10 million t- IRS tax refund. And said he could not believe how stupid the government that's was. That's pretty insensitive. That's, that dude's just evil, you know? And then the thing is, he's, he's such an evil pussy. Uh, Trump he's, tasked me to handle the negative press surrounding his medical deferment from the Vietnam draft. Oh, burns burns. Well, see, he, he, see how he's like... Because, yeah, it's, it's, I need Trump you to clean up after my party. Spur. I need you to, uh, you know, clean my clothes. For, I need you to take care of the, all the bad stuff and deliver all the bad news and say all the bad... He finished like, the conversation with the following statement. You think I'm stupid? I wasn't going to Vietnam. And now he's going to Vietnam. That's so funny. 
<laughs> think I'm stupid. I wasn't going to Vietnam. Well, but it, I'm in Vietnam right now. Well, the uh, Vietnam he went to was avoiding was one where there might be some sort of danger. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, he could have been a medical deferment because he's a fat fuck. He wasn't. He fat wasn't then. fat. Yeah, not at 18. No, he wasn't fat then. But you know what? The thing is, like, this dude is a psychopath. Narcissist. He is. He Narciss- has narcissistic narciss- personality disorder. Yeah, um, but there's we've other gone through thing. all the. Well, yeah, and um, psychopathy or um, yes, yeah, sociopath. People that a lack of sociopath. empathy, the, the inability to have empathy for other people. I, but a narcissist doesn't have too much empathy either. Like you can't, you know, just because they have some overlying qualities doesn't make them all equal. I mean, I don't think Trump would ever like hurt another person. No, that that's more of a psychopath, right? So yeah. he's a so- sociopath. Yeah, uh, he might not qualify for that either, which would also be. But he definitely lacks empathy and, um, you know, the narcissistic stuff. I don't know if he graduates to, to sociopath. N- not that that's like a good, because of good qualities that he shows. <laughs> it's just he doesn't have enough of the right qualities to qualify. What is a sociopath? Five signs to look look out for. Let's check this out. Five signs to look out for. Are you a sociopath? I don't. I don't think I am. I know I'm, I'm kinda, not. No, I'm not. I mean, I come on. Not. I'm. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not. I've got daddy issues. <laughs> uh, signs of a sociopath. Come on, internet. Tell I have us. gray hair. I have gray pubes. <laughs> I have. I have a big gray shock of gray, gray pubes. pubes. That what yeah, even my nipple hair is coming out gray at this point. What? Uh, I know it's it's crazy. They are superficial and manipulative. Okay. Sociopaths use their manipulative social skills to get what they want. Sometimes they say or do certain things. Most of the time, they are charming. Blah, 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 blah. That's also a liar. But you need you, you need that and 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 like you need there's like He's four or five. He's warming up to the sociopath. Yeah. But I mean that's but to I, me. I, I'm also discounting the sociopath. Like j- just being a liar isn't enough. You also need the next thing, which is like we'll we'll. You know, let people suffer for money or something is in there. Right? Yeah, they're making they're making me go to a another another, another page. page. Yeah, oh. fucking yeah. God. Oh, this is there's got to be a list on Wikipedia. There's got to right? yeah. Uh, you know what? There's got to be right. Yeah. And now the, now the they real want definition. It. Yeah. But um, anyway, neither of these things are great. We kind of need someone that's president that like cares because there's like 300 million of us and like you need to have like a great expanse to like, you know, you've got to be able to empathize with people that don't have your life experience. Nine sociopathic traits. This is from on nine pages dot com. Lack of empathy. Perhaps one of the most well-known signs of ASP is lack of empathy. I guess ASP is short for sociopath, whatever. Um, Particularly an inability to feel remorse for one's actions. Many people seem, they seem to lack a conscience, but not all of them, he explains. Psychopaths always have this symptom, however, which makes them especially dangerous. When you don't experience remorse, you're kind of freed up to do anything. (laughs) Anything. Anything that comes to mind. Difficult relationships. Oh, they're trying to go away. 
Okay. That's that's a check. That's driving me crazy. Right. Symptoms, difficult relationships. Uh, it's hard to form emotional bonds, so the relationships are often unstable and chaotic. Okay. Rather than forge connections with people in their lives, they might try to exploit them for their own benefit through deceit, coercion, or intimidation. Manipulative this. Okay. Check. Sociopaths tend to try to seduce and ingratiate themselves with people around them for their own gain or for entertainment. This doesn't mean they're all exceptionally charismatic. It may be true of some, and it's often said that the psychopath that they're superficially charming but I see plenty of antisocial men in my hospital and in our patient clinic and I would uh, not use that term to describe them deceitfulness okay so there you go Uh, callousness some people um, some might be openly violent or aggressive others will cut you down verbally (gasps) yeah that sounds like our president he calls everybody fat he doesn't like him hostility Sociopaths are not only hostile themselves, they're more likely to interpret others' behavior as hostile, which drives them to seek revenge. (gasps) He does that to me. He's like, everyone's against me. I'm right. Everyone's against me. Irresponsibility. Another sign uh, might be a disregard for financial and social obligations. Ignoring responsibilities is extremely common, like not paying for child support when it's due or allowing bills to pile up. Or what he did, he didn't pay people. or He tells Mm -hmm. other people he's not going to pay them. Exactly. He tells other people to tell them he's not going to pay them. That's that's part of my point. He won't face up to any of his actions. I think a sociopath would face up to their actions and be like, yeah, you're not getting paid. No, he's still a sociopath. I I think he's a sociopath. I'm sticking with narcissists at this point. Go on. Keep going. Impulsivity. That's that's That's, another one. That's another one. I think that he's been... uh, Twitter fingers? Oh, oh my God! God. Tweeting yeah. like a twelve-year-old girl. Exactly everything. Like he tweeted about Spike Lee um, when he got his Oscar. Oh, yeah. And Spike Lee didn't even mention his name, but like, I mean, yeah. Can, it, can a black man get a fucking? Uh, no, like, no. He, he because, can't get an award. Christ. Because because Let the man get an award. Black Klansman. I haven't seen it. Did everybody see Black? Yes, Klansman? it's a great movie. Is it great? It's what really is it about? Good. It's actually based on a true story yeah. about a, a, a guy who was really dude. black and really in the Klan. No, no, undercover oh. operation. Yeah. And he made all this contact and it actually Via led to a meeting. And it's, and it's like, okay, now we got to find an agent to pose as me. <laughs> because as if I show way. up, like. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Wow. But like David that. Duke really talked to this guy. Like it's, it's, there's some actual FBI transcripts that they use. Wow. Um, there's two two more things: irresponsibility, impulsivity, and risky behavior. Okay. So I think that he's, he's definitely a sociopath. He's a sociopath. I see. I told you. Nine ways to spot a sociopath. Wow. Sociopaths are charming. Yeah, I don't well, also, so I got narcissist here. I don't yeah. know how charming he is. Uh, People with conditions are frequently described as arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, demanding. But that's both. He he can be. You can be both. Yeah, you can totally be both. There's, yeah. I'm putting in that word. Uh, Symptoms. Wait, let's do this whole thing. Yeah. Is Donald Trump a textbook narcissist? From the Washington Post. Lack empathy. This was written in 2016, actually. On oh, then they oh, flash forward to three years, right? Definitely yes. Uh, Breaking Bad actor. This is because I think a narc. I I think a psychopath might have actually started a war by now or bombed something. Um, And Trump definitely. Yeah, but no, he's definitely a sociopath. 
That's he's not a psychopath. For the four days of the Republican convention, the word narcissism has never been more in vogue. But what does the word actually mean? More importantly, what would it mean for all of America if one of the nominees for president of the United States is a narcissist? Aren't all politicians? Narcissism is a trait all human beings have to one extent or another, so it's not inherently negative, said psychologist Margaret Jordan, expert in personality disorders at Houston Baylor College of Medicine. It's a part of self-esteem and important to mental health. So when does self-regard become pathological? The most recent edition of the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders describes narcissistic personality disorder as being characterized by the presence of both grandiosity and attention-seeking and lists nine criteria of which five are necessary, necessary for a diagnosis. Among them, a need for excessive admiration, preoccupation with fantasies of brilliance, power, and success, and a sense of being special. I think I might have narcissistic Yeah, preoccupation with fantasy. Yeah. I think I might have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> Those traits can lead to arrogance and haughtiness and a single-minded pursuit of status that makes close relationships difficult and devoid of true intimacy. I might be a narcissist. Yeah, okay, I got a list here too. And uh, yeah, exaggerate their own importance. Yeah. Guys, he is both. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the one that gets it for me. Um, not just the belief that they're superior. It's this next one. Demanding attention and admiration. Mm. That's what he does. Like, he, like, I don't think a psychopath demands admiration, but he like needed a loyalty oath. But he's both of those right. things. You can be a yeah. narcissistic sociopath. Trump has said that his IQ is one of the highest and he has the world's greatest memory. Entitlement takes advantage of others. Yeah, there's overlap. Lack of empathy takes advantage of others. And <laughs> Envy. Oh, envy. Envy. That's what sticks it. He wants his Nobel Prize. Oh, right. And he the doesn't Nobel like Prize. Barack, and he hates Barack because... Because he got one. Yeah. Arrogance. Yeah. And Barack is better looking. The the whole... I, I remember I all that like stuff him. about... um He's... But Abe, the... the, 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 the the, 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 the president of Japan wrote me a letter to the to the to the Nobel Prize. It's a great letter. Did you not did you not read the letter? Yeah. No, Donald, we did not read the letter. Cause I I think definitely a psychopath would have started a full on war by now. Yes, there have been and bodies. possibly a psychopath. But sociopath. A sociopath poss- I, I mean, I, I may, maybe. No, I yeah. think he's a sociopath. He's both. A simple narcissist is someone who is self-absorbed, says self-absorbed, says Peter Freed, a psychi- a psychiatrist at the Personality Studies Institute in New York City. On the other hand, people with narcissistic personality disorder are so self-absorbed that they are indifferent, even oblivious, to how they appear to others. If, however, those with narcissistic personality disorder feel they have been overlooked, disregarded, or worse, insulted, they quickly become ashamed of their inadequacies. Freed added. The response is unconscious, but so powerful that they wear a grandiose shell around them that deflects the shame. (gasps) (laughs) Trump's first wife, Ivana, once told a reporter that when she was dating the real estate mogul, she whizzed past him at one point on a ski slope. Irate, he responded by taking off his skis and walking the rest of the way downhill. (laughs) She was a better skier. (laughs) What a little bitch. Oh, I bet you he was an asshole when he was like a kid. This all like, goes this back to the ball. tiny penis thing. He's the type it's of guy tiny. that. Like, I told you. See, that goes back to that goes full penis. circles he, to the he, penis. He's thing also again. the type of guy that would rather not try something if he doesn't know he's going to be good at it already. Yeah. You know, like he he probably has a smaller and smaller world. Like he never went water skiing because he wouldn't be great the first time. 
That's why he eats his steak well done with ketchup. Gross. In the and late, he's also so so kind of stiff. In like, the in the late 1980s, well. in the late 1980s, way before Marco Rubio ever referred to the diminutive size of Trump's hands, thereby questioning his masculinity, Graydon Carter was the first to cast aspersions on Trump's digits. At the time, Carter, now the editor, editor of Vanity Fair, was the co-founder of the satirical magazine Spy. In its pages, he repeatedly referred to Trump as a, quote, short-fingered <laughs> vulgarian. More than a quarter of a century later, Carter would still occasionally receive an envelope in the mail from Trump, usually with a news photograph of the Donald, his hands circled in gold sharpies to highlight what he says are normal-sized fingers. In the book, in his book, The Art of the Deal, Trump wrote, when people wrong you, go after those people because it's a good feeling and because others will see you doing it. I love getting even. Pathological narcissism is not, strictly speaking, a mental illness. Rather, it is classified as a personality disorder afflicting someone whose behavior and beliefs lie far outside the norm. Unlike many mental illnesses, the origins of personality disorders are generally considered more familial and environmental than genetic. Freed thinks narcissism is the great undiagnosed character pathology of the modern age, even though few in psychiatry want to even use the word narcissism. He says, because of its pejorative connotation, the American public is hampered by a lack of education about a syndrome that is real and causes real suffering. Ultimately, he said, regarding the highly successful people, narcissism works until it doesn't. Usually those who suffer are not the narcissists, Freed said, but those around them, the people who have to cope with the, quote, mood swings, walking on eggshells, and the demand to be a sycophantic. Right now, Trump is not having a hard time. The hard time will come if he loses. So this is before he won, and now he has all his sycophants around him. Is he a textbook narcissist? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Clearly, he's got the revenge thing and the envy thing and the admiration thing. Like he's got those. He hits those notes real good. <sighs> he's a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah, Pelosi. And basically, shows- uh, the type of guy that his life could not be any better. Right. Really couldn't. Because he's got everything he wants. Everybody. But talking- he's got every every human need handled. I don't think his father loved him. Yeah. I think that's Show another... us on the doll where he touched you, Yeah, Donald. exactly. I think it's there's It's more like thing. show us on the doll where he never touched you because Aww. that's the Aww. issue, right? right? Yeah, I, that's I, exactly... I knew I'd get an awe from the chicks on that he one. hits the uh, approval factor of always seeking approval and like, you know his dad had to bail him out all the time and it made him feel kind of odd. And also, have you heard the expression that he's the uh, poor man's idea of a rich man? Yeah. He's the wimpy man's idea of a tough guy. He's the... Oh, totally. All of that. And in that way, it's sort of like that could be linked, I think, to father issues. Like, you didn't have an actual dude showing you what it was like. Exactly. That's what it's... it's That's textbook to me. Because you can just totally tell. I mean, he he all that tough talk. I'm like, but you're afraid of stairs. That's what I don't understand. And it's usually got is it's being, people like and being too afraid to look awkward or whatever. I mean, no one likes it, you know. I mean, or some actually some people do. But like the idea, like I don't like being humiliated. Well, I don't like being humiliated, but it's part of the deal, you know. Right. Like, but he makes himself look humiliated. Like let's for starters, your hair. I know if he can't be honest about his hair, how can he be honest about anything? And then there's so many awkward moments with him, like and and. And I feel he could be tailored better. 
his slightly oversized suits and his slightly. He's trying to hide his big. His paunch overwhelms his belt. Yeah, and the he's trying to. I've seen some pretty big guys in suits. He said. He said the reason why he wears that tie long because it makes him look thinner. And I was reading a lot of uh, uh, designers were like, no, that actually looks you look big. It's completely opposite, and that is not the appropriate way to wear a tie because you know he thinks he's classy. No. I, I think that I think that ties are just glorified bibs. They're just bibs for men. What are ties about? I like ties. I mean, I like they're fine, but it's like it's just a big piece of fabric. You wipe your face with it. I There's, think. I, 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 I blow I like, your nose. I like the fact that there are different types of ties, and the fact that this fat fuck wears a tie wrong. I don't. There's. It's a certain kind of like elegance. Ties. This is when I'm getting prissy. Yeah, but oh, that's I, elegant. I, sure, pocket squares. You have okay. to. You have pocket squares. You have to wear it appropriately. You sure. Know, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna bust out something, do it right. Like if you wear a fucking ascot, do it fucking right. You fucking if you're right? gonna wear fucking suspenders, don't be sloppy. And please do not have like that grandpa belly with the suspenders. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. I love a grandpa belly. Yeah big old bed. we've been all over the map today i'm so we glad were. we got to the cohen stuff and uh that 20 page so report that was fun thanks for being here matthew quirk he's uh Yay. hosting the millennials versus gen xers next week for the Tuesday. comedy festival uh get your tickets everybody go to mutinyradio.fm easy links right there to all the shows 46 shows some of them are free come to podcast taping uh, crazy stuff happening shit's Super going fun. down yeah just come hang out here the art's going to be really cool. My buddy from Athens is coming, and we're going to put up all his art, and uh, it's going to be great. So, And come to the festival and give us money. It'll be great. It will be. It should be. I mean, yeah. it should be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. I think it'll turn out better than you're thinking right now, because it's just well, the doom beforehand. Well, I just have to, yeah. I have to look at ticket sales again and be like, see, everybody just buy them. You're not tickets. a narcissist. I'm not. I, I, you were I, you worry. I worry. Hell yeah, yeah, I worry. Yeah, you definitely worry. Yeah. I got a lot of so <laughs> narcissists don't worry. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, and plus you're not like it'll be great. Ah, oh, explosions. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Check out that fire festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check out those guys. How did they uh-huh. stage that that sandwich? I That's love, a really funny. I joke love too. when rich white people have to suffer. I don't know why, but I do. We all like We it. were promised we arugula. Like oh we my like God, it. look at that sandwich. It's like Lord of the Flies. I, was, I, I loved that. I that loved thing. it. Dude, it was like Lord of the Flies. They were like, everything was kind of cool. And then the sun went down. And then all the court. Yeah, it was, like, it was oh, so funny. Was when, when I was watching, they're like, she, it was just people were hoarding things. Like they had all the pillows. Like why could it? It's just funny that when things fall apart, like people well it just shows that we're less prepared we're, modern person is not more prepared for we're less prepared we don't know how to react we don't know how to be calm i think it, it's i think it's also to the panicking. fact that we see things and believe them and the fact that you thought you were going to go to a fucking island and see supermodels just walking around really you you spend all that money you just, like there are people that basically have took money out of all their savings and wiped it out to go to some sh- come on you you can't believe that shit they didn't even promote coachella like that <laughs> really seriously i mean it's it's the stupidity that people think 
about and then there were warning signs so it was yeah. just like whatever and who spends that much money on bleak 182 look we can all blame the victim if you like but those guys perpetrated a fucking fraud yeah i know yeah. and when you see the thing it's like I these are both. complete fraudsters even when like he was president. going to jail for fraud and going to trial for fraud he was furthering uh, other frauds right. while he's on trial for the fire festival fraud now that's narcissist completely yeah and under 30 he's so young I too. know dude he was so born like young. in 93 Eddie so in jail young. now sucker <laughs> uh, this has been the Altcast here on Mutiny Radio get your tickets right now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival get out of your house get out of your come house on, come, come on come on see Dallas. local talent it, it is it, really everybody's very funny too I promise there's really no stinkers in the bunch Correct. and you'll make new friends we promise sure I'll be your friend we'll smoke pot together it'll be fun alright uh, Altcast <laughs> bye 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 Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby.
SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Club.